Hi, I'm Becky Harmon, author and worker bee here at the Bella Books Warehouse in Tallahassee, Florida. Bella Books is proud to be the largest lesbian-owned press devoted to the publication of books written for, by, and about women-loving women. Welcome to our What's New at Bella podcast. So take it away, guys. All right. Thank you, Becky, for having us. I am Carolyn Elizabeth, author with Bella Books, and I'm here with Hagen Shepard and new author Dolores Arden, here to promote our October releases. So building on our introductory blog post, uh, we wanted to get together, the three of us, and talk a little bit to each other and a little, tell you a little bit about ourselves, a little bit more about ourselves and the new releases that are coming out. So starting with that, um, with our blog post, we talked about our origin story of becoming writers, and now we want to get into a little bit more of the nitty gritty and the books that are coming out in October. Um, so we're talking about what is the origin of this particular story? What inspired you to write it? Why did you write it? And is it going to be a standalone or a series? So I'm going to start with Tegan first. Tegan Shepard, tell me about the book that you're releasing in October. Yeah, sure. Uh, so uh, Queen of Humboldt is my October release. Uh, it's the first in a series, uh, the Queen of Humboldt series, actually. Um, I'm super jazzed about it. I love uh, these characters and how they're going to evolve over the course of the series. The storyline is actually one I've been, it's kind of like been bouncing around in my head for well, literally decades. Um, and I worked it out in fanfic first. I kind of workshopped it in fanfic and then I adapted it to original novel. Because I've worked it out that way first, I feel like I know these characters a lot better than any characters I've written before. So it's really... This kind of feels like I'm um, like introducing my friends to the world. So that's really a lot of fun. Cool. I'm really looking forward to it. By the way, I have both of your books on pre-order. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, can't wait to get your books. All right, Dolores, tell yes, me um, about your book because actually, honest, honest to God, your book is the one I'm most excited about. I got to be honest. It's, it's the one I'm most excited about okay. too. So I really want wow. to Wow. <laughs> yeah, you know, no pressure at all, right? This is just my, my first attempt at writing a book. Um, this was one of those things that sort of evolved into more than I ever expected it to be. I did not set out to write a book. I, I set out to get writing. I, I was, you know, um, I took some creative uh, writing classes in college like so long ago that I can't even, I can't even remember how long ago it was. Uh, and I thought, well, I want to get back to that. How do I do it? I just need to start writing, write some scenes, come up with some characters, put them in a room, see, see what happens. And I thought about, well, what would be interesting characters and like instant. Recently, Rizzoli and Isles popped into my head, and because I loved uh, Angie Harmon and, and Sasha Alexander, and that and that sort of interplay, that that chemistry that they had, and I was like, well, I'll put those two in a room, except they'll, you know, they'll be actually interested in each other, and you know, we'll see what happens. And so, you know, off and on, you know, I would I would write a little bit. I'd put it away, come back to it, put it down again for like a year, come back to it. So this has been a, a long process evolving. And uh, in the past year, I just decided to just push forward and, and really and really put, put my nose to the grindstone, so to speak. And, and so here it is. I'm pretty pleased with it. I'm pretty pleased with the way that it, it came out. And I don't know if it's going to be. So I, I don't know if it's going to be uh, a series uh, yet or not. We'll see. I mean, I've, I've spent so much time with these characters now, you know, that I'm like, oh, enough already. You know, I already started working on something else, a, a different story, different characters altogether. So I don't know. We'll see what the reception is and, you know, what sort of feedback I get. And then we'll just go from there. 
Uh-huh. That always happens to me. It's like you read your book like 17 times, and then yeah. by the time it's out, like I haven't read any of my old ones again because I just I can't stand them anymore. Yeah, right? It's just so too then, much. You're like, oh, enough. Right? Uh, I don't feel that way at all about them. I want, I want, I'm not ready to give up on them. I want to know what yeah. I, yeah. I just, I, there's just so much like I just, what are they doing now? And, right. and again, I live with my, with my first two books in the series with Corey and Thera. I've lived with them so long in my head. That yeah. I was like, I just, I have, I must know. I well, I did, I did feel like this period of sadness. I went through a little mini depression when I finally got to the point where I felt I could say the book is done. And I was like, oh my God, I'm abandoning them. I'm leaving them <laughs> behind. I feel lonely now, you know? Yeah. So there, there is a, there was a little bit well, of, and of you'll, that. And you'll, you'll find out when those reviews start coming in, people, right. you will, people, if people want to hear more, they will tell you <laughs> or if, if they don't, they'll tell you that too. <laughs> but I mean, yeah. you know, if it's if it's if it's when it, you know if it's when it when it's when it is really well received, they'll be like, when is the next book yeah. coming out? You know, by far to, I, to I, me, I the the most interesting thing about uh, a romance or a love story is the falling in love part. I mean, that's like the good part, right? The honeymoon part where it's all it's all you know, like well, you know, you have the tension in the beginning of like, oh, does she like me? Are they ever going to get together? Blah blah blah, and all that's very interesting, and then they. The, the the heat of the passion in the beginning, you know, so that's always, that's the fun part for me to write about, you know, and once they, once they're in love and, and, and later on, it's, it's harder for me to, to drum up as much enthusiasm for the ends and, and the reality of, <laughs> of long-term relationships, you know, making, See, making, that, making married, making married life romantic. Yeah. Yeah. Is, I'm I'm heading in that I'm heading in that direction. Yeah. No, the romance does not end, guys. See, and and maybe it's just me. Like I'm, you know, I'm old married person. Uh, Actually, (laughs) Tuesday is our 14 year wedding anniversary. Wow. So, uh, thank you. Yeah. 14 years for the the first marriage, and then of course we had to get remarried again. Vermont didn't give us a free upgrade, which is rude, I think. But I got a I got a free upgrade. See, Canada's always better. In Connecticut, no, 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 in Connecticut, in Connecticut, I got a letter in the mail saying, "Congratulations, you're married." (laughs) That's very (laughs) anticlimactic. From from civil union, I was in Connecticut. I I, from civil union to marriage. uh, Yeah, I got I got a letter. We got a notice in the mail. Anyway, huh, see? Whoa, we're crazy now. <laughs> but yeah, see, so so because I've been like with my wife for we've been together 19 years now. Like for me, I like that sitting in the pocket of a relationship. So like writing the first one is always actually harder for me. I, that's one of the reasons I'm excited about this, and I know Carolyn, you know about this too with your series that like middle part of the relationship when they're like together a while and comfortable with each other. That's the part I really like. So mm. I want every book to be a series. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, we're getting like, we're like way, way off track too now, but you know, it's okay, it's okay, this is, this is why this is fun, no, but that's, I mean, this is like really hard, like where I am right now, so the first book was the whole, and I'm not even, we're not even talking about the right book, right? <laughs> yeah, first so, book? okay. Is yes. this is okay. yours going to be a series? That's the question because you're like the queen of okay. series. Oh, okay, 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 I've, I've done one thing, but um, <laughs> yes, so, okay, so my October release is called The Other Side of Forest Lands Lake. And incidentally, this is the first book of mine. And this just occurred to me recently that didn't sort of start the seed of it doesn't start as a fanfic, hmm. sort of. 
Um, I just, I just made it up. And the genesis, genesis of this book actually, and I was trying to remember because I'm terrible about it. I like, I like developed these questions and I'm like, wow, my answers suck. But um, I, it was actually probably two years ago and it was right around this time, right around Halloween. And it was kind of like that sort of writer voice in your head. And I was like, I think I need to write a ghost story. Um, And I just blurted it out like over dinner one night. And then this is what I wanted to do. And uh, it's inspired heavily by this time in my life when I was 14, 15 and 16. And I nannied for this young girl up at this family community lake, private community lake, um, which was a perfectly normal setting. There was nothing weird or ghostly or haunty or creepy or nothing about it was anything at all. But I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it very well. But um, I just thought this is perfect because it had the small, quirky, it was sitting nestled in the woods in this mountain setting. And it just just seemed just perfect for um, Ghost the, story. The, the, the cast <laughs> of characters. And woods are just by nature at night creepy. Um, a lot of very strange growing up things happened <laughs> for me and other people <laughs> at this lake. Um, I feel like this is something we could dive into at another time. Sadly, sadly, <laughs> sadly, I did not discover my love for girls at this time. <laughs> that would have been helpful. Um, that came that came much later. That's another book. But um, and and uh, I had originally written as a standalone in my head. It started out as a standalone, but by the end of it, and, and and even still now, like I just really like this story. I really like the story. I really like the characters, and I would really like to write more for them. And and I really enjoyed writing like a paranormal, and and it's got a lot of moving parts. It's not just paranormal. Um, my my editor called it a mystery. Um, the folks at Bella wanted to put it in um, romance for Goldie things. I had always imagined it as a, a ghost story of paranormal so there's a lot of different layers yeah. to it multi-layered um, that sounds great it sounds exciting uh so I'm, I'm i'm super excited about it and if and and if the response is positive yeah then absolutely i want it i mean if everyone's like you know <laughs> don't don't quit your day job then um, no i probably i suppose wouldn't write another one but but I, I really, really had fun with this, and I, I have plans. In fact, I've ordered an entire book for for research purposes. For I was just saying, now you have to watch all these ghost stories and read all these ghost stories, and you know, go spend know, some time on a lake. Have, you know, yeah, I, I have been, I have been, I have been doing some research. Well, it it brings up an interesting question for me as a new author: is uh, you know, how how much are you just uh, writing what you want to write? Because that's what I'm doing right now with my second book. Has nothing to do with the first one. And it's just, it's a whole nother story. And it's uh, something that I feel like writing right now. So I'm writing it regardless of whether the first book gets a great reception or less than great reception, you know, I don't know. So as you guys uh, have a little bit more experience, is that something that is more predominant with you in terms of, you know, determining what you're going to work on next is um, feedback and, and fan reaction? Well, for me, I mean, I, uh, I have, I don't like deadlines. Um, so mm-hmm. I have a lot of books that I've already written that I just don't like to go back to the editing process. So like, you know, my first book came out in 2016. I'd already written my second and third book before I published the first one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, like, uh, I paid a little attention, 
but uh, <laughs> it didn't really, I always write what I want to write because I feel yeah. like people will connect more with what you really love yeah. than what they, you know, what they think they want you to write, you know? Right. Yeah. It's got to come out in the writing, right? If you're loving what you're writing or not. Yeah. You can really tell, I think. Yeah. I I agree. And I think I'm going to run into this with my ne- my next book. My spring release would be the third in the Curtis and Reynolds series. And I had it mostly done and or not mostly. I had, I had this, I knew what I was doing and everything. And I signed the contract for it and I had a deadline for it. And then the pandemic happened mm-hmm. and I felt really disconnected from everything, Um, especially from my characters, from my writing, from everything. And I just, I really, it felt really forced to me. Then it really feeling really forced to me. And I'm really nervous about it because Mm -hmm. I I, I sent it, I finished it and I sent it in. But to me, when I look at it, all I could, all I feel is like pandemic anxiety (laughs) about, about it. And I don't know what's going to come across when people read it. Are people going to be able to, to, to feel my anxiety about it or not, or did I put the words out there and the words are okay? And I don't know. I'm not sure, but I'm, yeah. I'm a little bit nervous about it. Um, and so, yes, my answer would be right. What you want to write. And, yeah. and if, if deadlines don't work for you, don't send a synopsis or a pitch <laughs> to Bella. So you have the book done because I, I've already run into a problem with that. And I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. And I sent the pitch and like, you know, and, and got the contract and then I feel like everything just blew up in my face and the book that I ended up, I'm, not, I'm just not sure. I'm just not sure. I'm just sort of a little bit nervous about it. So yeah, write what you want to write. And when it's good and when it's done and when, it's, when you're ready, then, yeah, that's very, very valuable advice. I, kind of, I, think I, I think I kind of instinctively knew that because I've already gotten a little bit of prodding um, uh, about another book from, from Bella. And I've been extremely, um, you know, wily and noncommittal <laughs> about, about uh, you know, yeah. when the timing is, you know, and how far along I am and all of that. Cause well, I, I mean, the other side <laughs> of that coin is for me is I'm a big procrastinator. And yeah, I genuinely, too. I genuinely thought, I was like, you know what will get me to get it done? A deadline. So I need a deadline. So I know I can do it. I know that the book is there and stuff. I just need to, like, I need, I work well on deadlines. If it's left up to me, nothing will ever get finished ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I sent it along. And so then Bella was like, yes. And when, when are you going to have this done? And so I just made up a date and that seemed all seemed reasonable. And I didn't know what was going to happen. I didn't know I, my kids were going to be home for my, you know, months on end and everyone thing was going to be horrible. Um, anyway, so I, I, who, who knows, who knows there's different ways, but right, right. What you want to write. All right. We're already going crazy again. That's okay. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What, one of the things that we were talking about, which is good, is research. And that is one of the things, like what research went in. Because, uh, Dolores, and you said in your blog post, too, you explained what you've done for work, right? And then um, writing about you, you, what you're, for your life, like your career, right. now you have to write about forensic science. Right. So, right. so uh, research. Uh, you know, the Internet has everything, doesn't it? So um, I did a lot of um, sort of gleaning here and there, just enough to make it seem realistic, <laughs> like I might have an idea of what I'm talking about there, but not too much 
to overload and to um, make it sound all technical. And just to the point where a lay person like myself would start to get bored was when I cut it off. So I did, I did, I did a lot of skimming, a lot of looking up of uh, some terms and throwing that in there just to like season it with some authenticity, I hope. And uh, I don't know. You guys will tell me uh, if I pulled it off. Well, that's the thing is sometimes you can have too much of that. Like my first book had uh, I I used to work in a medical lab in a blood bank. And so I put some of that in my first book. And, you know, one of the main things that I got from my editor was like, we don't care about any of that. We don't care about that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like too much. Exactly. So so sometimes like that skimming over is great. (laughs) So we're talking about research. So Tegan. Humboldt, Humboldt Park uh, in Chicago. Uh, no, I don't want to tell people that I've never actually been to Chicago and I'm writing a series set in Chicago. <laughs> doesn't matter. That's what Google Maps is for. That's fine. Right. Uh, uh, no, so uh, actually, on oh, no, all seriousness, though, um, so the research for this one, the series actually, uh, one of the main themes revolves around uh, human trafficking. So I've done a lot of research on human trafficking, which, I mean, and the communities affected by this, well, normally I would say pandemic, but that's not a good thing to say right now. But this horrible situation with uh, human trafficking, it's really, I mean, it's something that we really need to talk about more as a nation, uh, more as as a human race, honestly. Um, So, uh, you know, the exploitation of women and girls involved in that. So I've done a lot of research around human trafficking, which is going to be, uh, there's there's not as much in this book about it. It's a, this touches on it, but uh, in the rest of the series, there's going to be a lot about that. So I really wish I'd picked a, uh, a less awful topic. (laughs) <laughs> to focus on and research about. Uh, I think I need to yeah. go back to things like wine and pottery. That was my last book I researched. That was great. That was really much better. <laughs> Have you seen that series, that British uh, reality series where there are a bunch of potters and they're competing? They're oh, actual no. potters. Yeah, it just came out on, I think it might be Netflix or Hulu or one of those. And oh, it's, that's great. It's, it's like the greatest, the great uh, British baking, baking show or whatever that one is, but it's for pottery. It's super cool. That would actually be really in- okay. So, like I, this, the whole idea for my last book, you could cut all this. This has nothing. To do with it. No, oh, no. <laughs> it's good to talk about backlist okay. too. <laughs> uh, but the, the the idea for my last one, because um, the main character is a potter. Um, my wife took a pottery class because uh-huh. she's one of those people. Like you know, you get into that like middle age and you don't have kids and you're like, I just need to take classes on everything. So she took some pottery classes and I would go and like watch her throw pots and it's really beautiful. Like the yeah. whole process is just and really tricky. Pretty, so. It's it's yeah. there's a lot of uh, skill involved. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so that was my research. So um, okay. So I this is my um, and and I've put this up on my bios and everywhere. Stuff that, but I'm going to say it out here too is that one of the things that one of my goals as a writer is to write a book in every genre, every major genre and stuff like a sci fi, uh, historical that's coming up next. Oh, I forgot about that one. Um, a um, uh, well, I've already, I guess I've already got the well, well, anyway. So, this is my first paranormal, okay? So, I, I don't know if I've never written one. So, I, I actually sat down, my first piece of research was actually I sat down and Googled how to write a ghost story. <laughs> and, um, and, I, and I really did. Because I read them, I read them, and one of the things I find when I read a ghost story or something with ghosts in it is that what ends up being a letdown to me is like the big ghost reveal. 
where everybody stands around and oohs and awes over this apparition that everybody can see or something like that. And then I, I sort of lose, I kind of just like, Oh, I don't know why, because, because it's just, it, it takes all the mystery out of it sort of takes all the, the fun and the, what's really happening. I'm a believer. I'm a big, big believer in the other side. Did I mention my book is called The Other Side of Forest <laughs> That is actually like the li- the literal other side, the figurative other side, the the uh, the the spiritual other side. You know, um, and so I, I I hit up on this blog after I googled how to write a ghost story, and and I cannot remember whose it was or who said it, but he said the exact thing I needed to hear, which was the best ghost stories don't actually have a ghost in it. And I was like, yes, yes, that is it. And um, so that is where my research started. And then, um, uh, is this a spoiler or not? There are some mystical, okay, I'm going to say it. There's a Ouija board involved. Um, and I am a very, I am very, oh, I, can't, I, can, I can barely even talk about it. I love you- writing this book. I love writing this book. I'm a, I'm a believer, but I had to, I had to do research on some, elements of how one uses that and what happens and and have you have you personally had any experience with uh ghosts or supernatural um encounters no no because that's I, a very hesitant no i feel like that's yeah. a yeah, because, me. <laughs> I mean, I, because um because i don't i stay very far away from it i don't um because i do believe and so like when we ouija boards became a fan fan and stuff like that i'm like no and mm-hmm. all right i'm gonna let let this podcast in on the secret is I, you know when i do my book reading for the fellow authors channel and stuff i i almost can't even say that loud i bought a ouija board as a prop like because it costs thirty bucks from from um, Toys R Us, right? I haven't even taken it out of the box, and I don't even want it in my house. <laughs> but it, but it is in my house, and that is why my reading hasn't even gone up yet because I had like this big. I was gonna do like this big, not this big, but like this whole setup thing, and I was gonna have one, and I was gonna light some candles and stuff, and I'm so freaked out that it even is in my house that I just haven't been able to do it. Um, so no. Uh, no, but I... So you haven't seen any ghosts because you have forcefully not put yourself around any ghosts. <laughs> correct, correct. But I feel I feel pretty strongly that if there was something weird going on, I would know about it. My grandmother, have you heard the term being born with a veil over your face? Mm-hmm. Yeah. My gra- I guess it's some sort of a membrane that, that covers the... The, the infant at times when it, when an infant is born and and people who believe in that sort of thing say, say that it's indicative of um, having a you know connectedness to the other side so my grandmother was supposedly born with this so she would walk in the woods at midnight alone as a kid like waiting for the ghost to speak to her <laughs> oh, no. uh, yeah but like her entire life she never she never had any sort of actual encounter like that though my mother did and and I feel that I have at times as well but it's yeah. it's one of those things that's like yeah you can yeah, always explain Caroline. it away if you want to I'm with Caroline I'm a hard pass on that I yeah yeah Perfectly yeah. fine to go through the world with blinders on. Uh huh. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't, I don't, I, no, I wouldn't say I have, I mean, I, I, I am open to it. It hasn't happened to me. I do believe, I don't put, I don't intentionally put myself 
in a position right. to, to expose myself. I wouldn't be like, ooh, that house looks haunted. Let's go in there. Like, absolutely <laughs> no. No, I would not. I mean, I wouldn't do that. But I enjoyed writing this story, and I think and I think part of my enjoyment of it was because of how real it was to me. Um, and I did do research on, like, I did a little bit of ghost hunting research and, and stuff like that. Um, you know, I don't know. You gotta read the book. I'm gonna ruin it. I'm gonna ruin it if I keep talking about it. Okay, all right. I'm gonna throw another question out there, and then I'm. Gonna... Oh, villains! 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 Everybody has villains. We're gonna talk about villains. Can we talk about our? Villains? Well, do you have a villain? Because you said the ghost isn't there. I, I feel do. like there's no villains. Well, well, there's villains. There are villains. There are villains, but I. There's actually a lot of different villains. I have a lot of different levels of villains. I have. Oh, shit. See, I can't do it without spoilers. <laughs> I, can't, I can't do it, but... Um, Read the book to find out what this but, is. But, um, uh, can I say this? Can I say this? My ghosts... Oh, my ghosts aren't the villains. My ghosts uh. aren't the villains. The villains... The, all all my villains are are real people. Real people. And sometimes... Kind of like life. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes they're sympathetic real people. I'll, I, I can say that. Also sympathetic. There is a... There is the, an other side to all of it. All right. See what I did there? I uh, like what you did. Just keep right. dropping that name. It's good. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tegan, tell me about your villain. Uh, okay, so um, so because I have always planned this to be a series, um, I kind of set it up like a TV show where there's like throughout the season, there's like a little bad guys throughout the episodes and then there's the big bad at the end of the series um so because uh, i mean because i love buffy the vampire slayer so i really just wrote this like a buffy the vampire slayer series um so uh so in this book you get the little bad and there's the big bad who's kind of lurking in the background but he's going to be around uh for a few books uh he's going to be a thorn in marisol and sloan's side for a while um but you don't get to see a lot of him, which I think is kind of more fun. There's just a, a tease of him. He's a ghost in the book. There There's is a, a ghost theme in my going book. on. There's a theme going on with you guys. Definitely. <laughs> right. Definitely. And it's perfect for October release, right? Exactly. <laughs> so how about yours? Is your, do you have a ghost villain? I do not have a ghost. I, although my main character, one of my main characters, Remy, the uh, police detective, she is Creole, born and raised in New Orleans. And there's a, there's a, um, as was my family, incidentally, but she's not me. <laughs> this character has, bears no resemblance to me, of course. Um, and she does seem to have um, things come to her in her dreams that are kind of hard to explain. Um, that relate to the killer that she is hunting as a, as a homicide detective. So the killer would obviously be the villain, although um, I think that there are other villains as well, people who would stand in the way of the love relationship that is developing between, uh, between Remy and Gianna. Um, Remy is just breaking up with her ex-girlfriend. That's like the opening scene of the book. And, um, the the ex is not is not too happy about it. Would like it to continue. So in a way, she could be considered a villain because she would stand in the way. And then uh, Gianna, who is actually straight or believes that she's straight anyway, when they meet, uh, she she also meets a coworker, a male detective uh, of Remy's, and she meets Remy and and this guy Nick at the same time. And Gianna starts dating Nick, and then uh, so he becomes a little bit of a obstacle in the way there. So yeah, I would say those those would be, I guess, loosely considered villains. 
Does, it, does your book open with a breakup? Yeah. I think that's yeah. amazing. Really? <laughs> yeah. I, I question. I really question that. You know, because oh no, like, that's great. Because that, yeah. that's, that's well, we've ruined it now, but that's so unexpected. Is it? Okay. Yeah. In lesbic at mm-hmm. large. Yes, I think that's great. So, you know, I wrote like seven or eight different versions of the story probably over the course of me working on it. And uh, that was never the opening scene until the last version. And then I, I just threw that in there. I'm like, okay, well, let's just start it right here yeah. <laughs> and see if that works. And then I think, I think, I think it does. Um, it's so great when you get that, that last minute, like, oh, that's it, where it like connects. Yeah. Uh, Cause yeah. that's what, I mean, I've, like I said, I've written this book a lot. Um, and mine actually opens with a sex scene. Um, oh, so, uh, that works too. You know, yeah, opposite yeah. of the spectrum. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I never really, uh, planned on that. Actually, one of my beta readers, uh, like I was telling her how much I was struggling with the opening and she was like, how about this? And I'm like, uh, uh, what? Perfect. <laughs> you know, like, so it's a, it's one of those things that I never expected to happen, but it just really, it sets it off really well. So. Well, I am, I am absolutely looking forward to both of your books even more. <laughs> Cool. 
Definitely, definitely the same for me. Um, it is, it is a romance propped up by a thriller story. You know, I felt like I, I mean, because that's what, like I said before, is what's most intriguing to me is falling in love to people, um, meeting and then really learning and seeing each other and that whole process of falling in love. How, how does that work? And, and I'm in, intrigued by that. And, and that's always, you know, whenever there's a film or a television series or what have you, that's, you know, and, and the romance between two characters could be the smallest part of it, but that's what's most interesting to me. And, and it, it, it's always what grabs me. So I would say definitely that's a huge part of this story. And I did work hard to make it balanced with the, with the, um, the murder investigation and, figuring out who the killer is and, and that I tried to make it very balanced, but the romance for sure is huge. All right. Good. Good. Uh, I would agree with all of that. No, and, and this tends to be my pattern. No matter what book I think I've written, I seem to have always written a romance. First. <laughs> it's always been a romance first. And, and, but yes, romance plays a very, very big part. So uh, in my head, it goes, you know, sort of ghost story, romance, mystery, family drama, like in sort of order of subgenres that I, I touch on. But who knows what readers are going to take from it. But the romance is a, is a very big part, and it is a um, second chance, a second chance romance. So uh, my main characters, they start um, at almost uh, 16, not quite, and then they re, um, re- reunite at 40, so 25 mm-hmm. years later. Mm-hmm. And that, that's where our story picks up and stuff cool. like that. So, uh, so it, and it's my, it's my, yeah. So this is my first. I feel like I do. I feel like I have second chance from. I feel like a second chance romance thing might be kind of like coming up on my thing here because I've got another one of those coming up too. But I think um, all of us. I mean, because we're all kind of. Uh, I mean, I know that Carolyn, you write fanfic, and and uh, Dolores, you talk a lot about like. The, the shows that you watch, like, that's the part that compels us, I think, is queer women, because we've had to pick that out, you know, since Xena days, you know, we've had to pick yeah. that out and, like, make it ourselves, yeah. so, like, that kind of romance part just, just is the meat of the story for us, yeah. and then everything else is just, you know, all the good stuff around it, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, I think the three of us, because of how we, what entertainment we like, it seems to make yeah. sense that we would make romance an important part. For sure. I mean, you know, I, and when I was beginning and giving myself exercises to, to sort of sharpen my writing skills or build them or grow them or however you want to put it, you know, what was most important to me was that I write something fun that I thought was fun to write, you know, that was amusing to me. And, uh, and that was just the first thing that popped in my head. It's like, how do you make two people fall in love? Let's, let's try and like, let's try and do it. Let's see if this, mm-hmm. if I can pull this off. So sort of to wrap things up a little bit, uh, Dolores, what are you working on now? So my next story is also primarily romance and it, it is about uh, a firefighter who fall, who falls in love with her brother's wife. <laughs> Sorry, I love a hot firefighter. That's like a, that's yeah. like a, you know, yeah. weakness of mine. So yeah, she's pretty hot. She's smoking, Maybe. but she doesn't know it. She's um, <laughs> super smoking, and she has no idea. Yes. And she has been in love with her brother's 
wife since they were all in college. And so um, there's some flashback scenes where you see the first meeting and Hayden is the main character and she is just so like thunderstruck by this woman, Sana, and she can't even speak. And then you flash, you move forward to present time and she's, you know, in her mid to late twenties and, and uh, the brother and the wife are moving to town and they happen to buy a house that's four doors down from hers. And, Uh-oh. and <laughs> so she's, man- she's managed to avoid it. And now she's being forced to deal. So, uh, and it's just all about the interplay. And then, you know, there's going to be some interesting firefighting scenes, action going on in there and all that. And then, you know, um, I think I'm going to, I'm going to play some of the scenes out at the airport because there's a firefighting brigade that's out at the airport. And I know a lot about airports because I worked at an airport for like 25 years. So I'll put a little bit of that in for, you know, for flavor, spice, seasoning, you know, to prop up the romance. <laughs> All about the romance. <laughs> Just a plate for the romance to sit on. Perfect. That's exactly right. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, Kagan, you? What do, what do you got going on next? Uh, yeah, so, I mean, I always plan on slowing down and working on one project at a time, uh, and that never quite works out for me. Uh, so I've always got a lot of things that I'm juggling. Um, I have uh, a romance that's scheduled for early next year. Uh, it's with my beta readers now. I am in love with this one. It's so good. Um, it's, uh, sorry, it's so good. <laughs> that was, yeah, you might want to cut that humble brag there. No, 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 uh, no, uh, um, no, it's, uh, it's, um, it's a little different for me. There's a lot of humor in it. It's I wrote it in first person, uh, which is going over really well with my betas. So that may be where you see me from now on. I don't know. We'll see. Um, and then I have a project. It's not quite out in the open yet, so I'm going to just kind of hint at it, but there is a really exciting project coming from Bella very soon uh, that I'm a part of, so uh, keep your eyes on the Bella Media channel and Twitter and Facebook for that soon, and uh, yeah, that's what I've got going on. All right, cool. Well, I have, uh, like I said before, I have the third book in the Curse and Rental series. It's called Zero Chill. The cover actually has been released. It's a really (laughs) great cover. Thank you. I mean, I just... I, I do pick, I do pick my own covers for that one. Um, but after that, so we'll see how that goes. Um, good, I hope. And then after that, I have signed a contract for what's going to be my attempted histor- attempt. Uh, <laughs> I should I should be I should be more positive about it, uh, which will probably fall into my historical genre. I've written a sort of a swashbuckling bodice ripping. <laughs> pirate, lesbian, awesome. action adventure romance. Those are literally awesome. my favorite words. Just strung them all together. <laughs> all together. <laughs> yeah. So, awesome. um, so, um, yes. So I have, and it's it's done in effect. Uh, I have uh, someone reading it uh, who has read it, and she's giving me back some comments. I have commented on her comments. Basically, she wrote comments, and I was like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" Was my reaction. I was like, "Well, how do I fix it?" <laughs> um, there, she made. She made some good points. Other stuff, I was like, yeah, I can't do anything about that. Sorry. <laughs> um, you know, it's a, it's a his, I think it'll, I think it should probably fall into historical, but it's not meant to be a history lesson. I mean, there's obviously some suspension of disbelief <laughs> that's going to need to be involved. Um, it's the fiction part of the historical fiction. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think I should all be, well, anyway, I, I, it's just going to be, it should, it's supposed to just be really fun. Really, really fun, but there's like 
you know, pirate ship battles and you know, <laughs> limbs get cleaved and there's boarding axes and bats and you know, there's all that, all of that, all of that stuff. Somebody eat the sea turtle. It's amazing. Fun. So, <laughs> so okay. um, burning question though is book three the end of that no. series? Well, I mean, if if wait, spoiler or no. <laughs> no, no, it's not supposed to be the end of the series. It's not supposed to be the end of the series. Could be the end of the series if, like, it's just like whatever. But uh, no, 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 no. In fact, I've already, I've, I've been sort of dabbling away at book four, uh, which already has a title and a cover, in, you know, in on my computer and everything. In your head, that. And, uh, do you know yeah, how long the series is going to be? Do you have like a, do you have it mapped out all the way? Oh yeah, yes. Uh, yes, more or less. Yes, I do. Well, I have I have titles and book covers through like eight, and actually, okay. now that you say that, um, I this is like getting way, way, way like years down the road. But I did actually just come up with a um, just something that happened in my daily life, just inspired me about a one of the one of the stories, one of the bodies, because they obviously all all the Curtis and Reynolds books revolve around a dead body. There's a dead body that dies in some way that's different from the one that died before, right? So we've had a just a regular old dead body who fell, and then we had the decomposing one, and then Zero Chill. Well, you can probably guess what that one, how that one died. Um, <laughs> and then the next one is, uh, well, there is no next one yet, right? Because I don't have a contract for it. <laughs> but I'll just tell you, it's called Grave Gifts, and it's about an exhumation. Oh. So, um, so the, that one, and then there's this one, this one, this one. But anyway, at some, some point, there would be one called Pugilistic Pose, which is how you describe a dead body who um, has burned to death. Huh. Because that, this is like, we're like way off topic now. Because it what makes happens the to, muscles. Yes, it, it contracts all your muscles and everything like that. And so you look like a... I really wish anyway, this was I, a video podcast because if people could see us clenching <laughs> our arms, you know, it would know, really. We shouldn't even be talking about this because now we're talking about a book like five years down the road from now, which may or may not ever happen. But what? But basically, how it happens in the writer brain was I was like I was just driving, having norm, having a normal conversation with a friend of mine who said, "Hey, did you know that barn burned down?" which right around the corner from my house. And I was like, really? How did that burn down? And then we got into the conversation about this barn burning down. And I was like, oh, I totally know what I'm going to write about for this book. <laughs> that, see, that happened to me too. So like Queen is in my head at seven books long. We'll see how wow. many uh, contracts Bella will give me. But uh, wow. in my head at seven books long. Uh, so yeah, like the idea of just an open-ended series that could go on forever is yeah. very scary to me. <laughs> but I mean, seven sounds like a lot to me. But uh. yeah, yeah. No, that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. So we'll see. I mean, it could. I guess it could end any time. If people stop buying it or reading it, then then I would probably assume I would stop writing it. Except for Becky. Becky's not going to stop reading it. That's right. <laughs> as long as you don't scare me. <laughs> I'm not scaring you. You're, you're reading. You're reading the book. You're reading the book. You're reading it. <laughs> Well, that's all I have. That's all we have. I like how the rhythm of the wheels against the road quickens with my heart. I don't want to drive slow. So that's it for us today. 
We hope you enjoyed this podcast and that you'll share it with your friends. Don't forget to subscribe so you'll be the first to know who I'm chatting with. You can share your likes and dislikes of this podcast by reaching out to Becky at BellaBooks.com. We are rushing forward. I'll take you. I'll take you anywhere. Bella Books is proud to provide books where the woman always wins and the story lingers in our minds long after the last words. Special thanks to singer-songwriter and Bella Books author Jamie Anderson for the use of her song Drive All Night during this podcast. You can find out more information about Jamie, including a link to her YouTube channel at jamieanderson.com. All night. Drive.